It's an industry that I generally love. I have a passion for. I, I, I eat, sleep. I live for fitness. No, you need to be obsessed. You need to wake up, think about it. You need to go to bed, think about your clients, think about your progress, think about what you can do better. Genuinely, like, just be like patient and take your time. Like that, that is like, you've got to take it all in, in the right steps. You've got to nail what you do in person before you go and like. I don't like to talk about fear. The fears is usually something that makes your worries real. You are listening to the Coaching Ignited Show, where we bring you stories and insights from coaches, fitness professionals, and industry experts to help you expand your business and reach your goals. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. My name is Alex Povey. You can subscribe to the podcast on all your favorite apps, including Spotify and iTunes. The Coaching Ignited movement is on a mission to help coaches and personal trainers increase their sales and reach their full potential. If you wanted to find out more, please head over to coachingignited.com. And if you wanted to connect with us on social media, all the details can be found in the show notes. Now let's get into today's show. So on today's episode of the podcast, we've got Mark Harrison, and he's a gym owner from Manchester. He's got a gym called Benchmark in Stockport. And we jump on the podcast today and we talk about his journey from going from a personal trainer to owning a gym and what it's like owning a gym and managing a gym. So this is going to be awesome for anyone that's looking for um, moving from personal training into owning a gym in the future or anyone that's just interested in the gym life. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. And we are live. Awesome stuff. So thanks for being here, Mark. Really appreciate it, buddy. Took us a while to get this set up. A couple of back and forth, but we got there in the end. My pleasure, mate. Good to have me here. So why don't we just kick stuff off by, obviously we're going to move into like the whole gym thing kind of in a bit, but in terms of how you got into the industry, how you got started, um, where did it all begin for you? Uh, so out of school, I didn't really get many GCSEs, always liked sport, played a lot of football, um, just started going to the gym and it was one of them. My friends were going to uni. Uh, I wasn't really that interested in college and I sort of just enjoyed going to the gym as you do and thought, well, let's see what I can do from there, to be fair. Um, and just did like the basic sort of gym qualifications that I needed and started off as apprentice and that's when the, the dream began, really. So did you like go straight into like PTing and finding your own clients or did you like work with someone else first? Like how did that all play out for you? Yeah, so I, so I, um, so I basically passed my like my level two, and this was like ten years ago. So this is when gym instructors were like, um, well, that, this is when gym instructors were needed a lot more in gyms. So we we do gym inductions, we do um, like show rounds, we do classes, spin, pump, stuff like that, all the good stuff. Um, but now we don't really see that too many in gyms now. So there isn't really many too many gym instructors floating around. But I basically started off in like a council run gym doing just your normal 37 uh, hours a week um, and just doing shifts that way. Uh, but no, it didn't start off as doing any personal training at all. And so how did that progress then? Because obviously you went from um, starting out as a instructor, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you went into PTing. Like, how did you like make that transition? So it was a very slow transition, to be fair, because I, I was only, I think I started off in the gym when I was about 18 so I was still very young. Didn't I, I wanted to do personal training, but I knew I still had a lot to learn. 
and I wasn't really like grown up enough then to start really thinking about my career. It was just something that was just fun and I enjoyed doing and it didn't really feel like a job. Um, so I started doing a bit of personal training, uh, but I, I really enjoyed personal training, but the problem is I just could not get clients at all and I hated it. I hated going up to people and just starting conversations. I hated asking for money, um, but I really enjoyed like training people. Uh, so it was a very, very slow transition into doing personal training. But I'd say it's probably about three years into my career that I started doing it. So like you said something interesting um, a minute ago, and that's probably one of the things that I hear the most is that kind of like the client acquisition, right? Getting the clients, approaching people, asking for money, um, the, the sales, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what was it that was difficult for you? Or why did you not like it? Like, what did it feel like going through that process of trying to get clients? Because I know a lot of people struggle with this stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, I think, I, I just think it was a confidence thing. Like I said, I was, I was like 18, 19, 20-ish when I was like starting out in the gym. Um, so it was a confidence thing, but I think with health and fitness, a lot of people, especially trainers, think that we don't, not that we don't deserve to get paid, but like we, we should, because it's something that's health related, we shouldn't be asking for money, we should just be something we're just doing. Um, but it was a confidence thing. Um, and yeah, you, you, I wouldn't say you feel cheeky, but I just hated asking for money off people, which is so bad. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I just feel like I wasn't very confident with doing it. And I didn't know how to ask people for it either. Um, the last thing you want to do after a personal training session, when you've had a really good session with them, the amount of times I drag sessions out for another half an hour, because I was like, oh, I don't want to ask for any money. So I just drag it out for another half an hour. Then I just be like, oh, let me know what you think. <laughs> get back to me. <laughs> and obviously they never get back to you. Um, but it took a long time uh, to realize how to sort of approach that. But it was such a confidence thing. I was so young and I just didn't know how to approach money with clients. So when you went through the uh, level two and level three, like mm-hmm. going back to, to, to that training, did you find that it kind of lacked or missed what you needed in order to build a business and it was more just about yeah. product delivery? Maybe talk yeah. a little bit about that and your experience. Wow, right. So level two, level three, in all honesty, like I... I don't anything that I learned on those courses I literally don't do now at all like it was it was just like a driving test just just pass it to get that qualification and then be on your way and you learn everything from there I, I literally do not recall doing any sort of sales or marketing or anything like that at all um and if I knew I mean the courses that you do now and people like yourselves and what you guys do now with getting support on that if we if I had that support 10 years ago when I started out um like in the gym, my God, I'd be so far ahead. Uh, but I think the industry's changed a lot since 10 years ago to now. I think there's a lot more mentors. There's a lot more people that can help you now with how to do like the marketing and sales side of it. Um, but on the actual qualifications, when you did them, you, it was just this sort of, you needed to just get that relevant qualification just to be on your way. But there was no sales and marketing advice, nothing at all. Nothing. So do you think like a lot of people kind of think that they can do a level two and level three and that's it and then they they're passed they can just go into the industry and they're going to be okay do you think that is the perception going into it was that your perception going into it <laughs> yeah so you think when you do your qualification you think right so the clients are just going to come rolling in now i'm going to get i'm going to get paid 30 pounds an hour play work four or five hours a day get a really cool get to train people what an enjoyable thing 
and I was so wrong because you don't you don't get taught how to speak to people how to like listen to what they want to do how to sort of sell to people but in a comfortable way um not like in a cheesy sort of sleazy way but in a way that sort of suits suits you and works with you um yeah you don't get taught any of that i think if i knew it all back then like i said i would have been so many far steps ahead but also you've got to learn these things you've got to um sort of make mistakes so that when it comes around to doing it next time you sort of you know what you're doing because you've made that mistake already and and you learn from it as well so like um you mentioned it was quite difficult when you first started out right because you were kind of avoiding certain situations but there must have been a breaking point or you got to a point where you go actually i've kind of got to a good level now um i'm at a good point um then what happened so once you got to that that stage where you had probably a decent amount of clients what did you do next oh i think it was more of so what i did is i went i worked literally as a gym instructor so i was getting just like a monthly wage just like from the gym i was working at so i didn't really have any clients at the time um i went off to coach um soccer i hate to say it. i went off to coach soccer in america for like four months over like a two-year period so when i got back from the second year i was like right i'm they're old now to do um, like coaching in America, like the dream's gone. So now I want to really dig into my career. So that's when I started, um, that's when I started like focusing a lot more on like a personal training career. But even then though, like still I, I had no sales or marketing um, experience at all. I was putting stuff out on Facebook, sort of hoping people would come. Um, and this was probably about six years, five and a half to six years ago when um, I didn't know anything about like Facebook ads. I'd put stuff out on Facebook. Every day I'd wake up when I just write a new blog, but I just wouldn't get any sort of traction at all. Um, I think I then, I went on like a course where, um, it, was like a, it was like a two day course where the, the woman was saying, the lady that was doing it was saying about, so then you need to see your, um, what you're doing as a business and not, you're not just providing like a fitness session for an hour you have to see your what you're doing as a business and you have to take it seriously um and then so from there i just sort of started learning ways of um trying to sell to people but not in like a, a sleazy way because i think that's why a lot of people get put off from do it from sort of doing that sell at the end of a session is because they don't know how to approach it and they can come across like sleazy or it'll just feel real uncomfortable for a lot of people but I think the breaking point was when um, I, I think the breaking point was when I was getting a bit of traction with members. So I was thinking, right, I could probably um, could probably make a bit of a career out of this. I could probably do personal training like full time, basically. So I was thinking, right, I do actually need to take this more seriously and learn how do I keep selling to people and how do I um, help them the best I can from like selling what I do to them. Um, so it's all like a massive learning curve, I would say. And then you got to a point where you go, okay, now I'm going to take this in a whole different direction. What was yeah. that turning point and how did that happen? So I always wanted a gym. Like I, I'd, I'd always wanted one because it was just like that dream. When I was working as a gym instructor and I was going in the gym at like six o'clock, I was hoovering the gym, I was mopping the treadmills, I was cleaning the saunas. No matter what, I was always thinking, right, like every day I was like, what, what will my gym be called? Like what will uh how will I run it? And no matter what, I was, that's my mindset for years was always on eventually. The gym. Um, I started doing um, a course with a couple of people that ran their own gym. So I was thinking, 
Um, maybe I could do a gym and do it for athletes because naturally as a personal trainer, you'd begin to think, oh, like I could work with athletes, I could work with like full-time professionals, I can work with sports people because that's just what you think that you can do all this. Um, but little do you know that like it's always going to be weight loss and fat loss and people that want to feel good about themselves is always going to be like your main sort of um, clientele. Uh, but I think it was in the back of my head, I always knew that I wanted to open a gym um, and it was... It was when I was working at a gym, which was just really, really run down. It was really poorly run. Um, and me and Ben, who's my business partner, we were like, we can do this so much better. Um, and we just, we got a mill in Stockport. Um, we, the mill, the, the space that we had was wall to wall with bags of just rubbish. I think it was like 110 bags we counted. Um, so over like a month, we had to get rid of all those bags and then sort of the journey all started from there. And it's been a very fun one so far. Amazing, exciting stuff. So in terms of setting up this gym, like you decided to do it, but did you know how to do it? Or did you um, basically have to just figure out on your own? Did you hire people or like get mentors to help you build it? Like how did you, how did you create the gym? How did it, how did it first start? So even when I, we, we signed the lease, we got the business name sorted, like we were sort of registered officially. Even then, I didn't really know how to run a business and how much it was actually going to, how different it was going to be to personal training. Because um, when we first went in there, me and Ben were literally, we were still training our own clients, but under the name of Benchmark. Uh, so we were all, we were, we were doing our own thing, but literally in the same gym. So we weren't exactly a gym as a whole. It was still like Mark does personal training, Ben does personal training, but in benchmark. Um, and it was probably like a few months on, they were like, we just, we need to make this like one whole thing. So I think the thing for us is we had like overheads to pay now. We had, a, we had to pay for equipment. We had, we had a lot more things to pay for. So we had to keep our personal training clients on so then that could afford to pay for the stuff we were invested in to make, to make the gym a gym, I would say. So how did you map it all out? How did you, because you can't just open a gym. It's not that simple. You oh, need to have a plan. That's what we did. <laughs> Is that what you just did? That's you just what we went did, for yeah. it. We literally went for it. Like we, um, so I, w- I, I really do wish that we had invested in some sort of like, um, someone, that, someone that had already opened a gym before. I wish that we'd spoke to them um, like when we started. But we, we literally just opened the doors, put a load of gym equipment in there put session times on and just said like this is us now this like this is us doing it we, we literally we didn't have any sort of booking system we would ask people to set up standing orders to pay us which was just a nightmare we took cash in hand for sessions um it, it was it was run really poorly but we quite literally opened the gym doors and said we're a gym we're a gym now we, didn't, we still don't know how to run it though obviously we do now it took it took a few years to do it but when we opened we were just like please come and train with us <laughs> That's nuts. You literally yeah. just no fucks given. We're going to open a gym. No. Let's open a gym. Well, yeah, exactly. And it was, it was, it was like we we didn't even consider doing any sort of business planning. We looked, we thought, oh, well, clients will come to us. It's a gym business. Like, how hard can it be? Um, and the more we grew, the more members we took on, and like, as we were getting like really good, consistent results, people, like, the bigger the name spread, and um, it just meant. The more people we're taking on, the, the the more we had to sort of really systemize everything that we're doing. Um, and it wasn't until, again, we went to another sort of business get-together. Uh, and then um, you were saying about you need to know your numbers. You need to know how many members you got. 
how many, how, what your income is, what your outgoings are, what your conversion rates are, and, and like KPIs. And I was like, what on earth is all this? Like, do I really need to do all this? Um, but you, you have to. Because personal training and owning a gym business is like, are like two completely different like, things completely. So can you talk about that transitional period of where you went from just training clients to then all of a sudden owning a gym with all this responsibility? What were some of the key like big shifts for you? Were like, whoa, this is a lot different. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, it, well, we had to then start doing like accounts, which again, now I look back and think like, this is, these are things we need to keep on top of weekly. But we had to start looking at accounts. We had to a big thing for us last year was going back registered. And that was like a game changer for us because when we started four, nearly four years ago now, we started, I didn't, have, I didn't really know what that was. I'd see it on the odd receipt from stuff that I'd buy, but I knew nothing about it. Um, but back then I didn't even consider these things. Um, but, it, but I think what we did is that we, we grew and then we were like, how else do we grow? We don't know what to do now. And we invested in like um, a mentor, that helps us get to that next stage. So it was it was a case of we got to a point and it was like a breaking point. We didn't know what to do next. So that's when we sort of hired someone and then they came in and they sort of made us look at all the systems, um, how we were putting our message out on Facebook and Instagram, uh, looking at email lists, um, like how do people book into sessions? How do people pay for sessions? Uh, what else? Like how do we buy equipment? It, it, they came in and just sort of said, look, you need to look at all these things. And that's then how you're going to take it to like the next level of getting to the next stage of your business. Mm. How did you find this mentor? So, um, obviously I won't name names, but like it's someone that, uh, so, so we were part of like an education, um, like a fitness provider education and, and we just kept seeing their name pop up, their actual gym pop up. And we just, we really liked the way that he was um, saying to do things. He was very straight to the point. He wasn't sort of wishy-washy. He'd, he'd been there and already doing it for literally 10 years already. So he'd, he'd been there and he was, um, he was doing it, as, as they say in the trenches, like they're doing it. He wasn't someone that had spent two years doing a gym and I thought, oh, I could maybe start doing mentoring. It was someone that uh, had been there, done it, and is still doing it and is still learning. Um, so like when I was speaking to like David about talking about the like, sales and marketing and the things that you guys do, I was like, that's, that stuff as a gym owner and even as a personal trainer is so incredibly important. Like I couldn't recommend it enough because it's all well and good training people. But if you don't know how to get people in, if you don't know how to retain people, like your business just isn't going to grow whatsoever. Yeah. I love the fact that you brought in someone, but you got to that critical point, right? So you got to a mm -hmm. point where you were like, okay, we need, we need to take it to the next level and we, we need someone, we need a specialist to help us do that. Like, mm -hmm. can you talk about the decision-making process, like the journey from going, right, we need someone to then reaching out and, and communicating with this person to then bring them on board? Because you've obviously got to make some decisions because it's not going to be cheap, is it, when you take on someone yeah. like that and it's an expense and it's an overhead and there's a psychological process of should I invest in this and potentially get huge upside or do I kind of live in scarcity and try to protect everything I've got and not spend anything to make more money? Like yeah. what was that process like for you? So it's, it's funny because like there is massive parallels between 
owning a gym business or owning any business but there's big parallels between owning a business and like health and fitness in general because a lot of people can get to a certain way like as in with their health purely just from going to the gym maybe going for an odd run or something but if they then want to get to the next stage of what they want to get to they need to hire someone that's going to help them do it so it was we sort of just thought like in complete honesty we hired someone else that was just I really, really bad mentor. We, we, we spent a lot on it. Like he was a typical like fit pro mentor. We spent a lot on it, like a hell of a lot on it. And it was a massive learning curve that we need to really rethink before we invest in things and not just jump the gun and be like, right, this is going to work. So we did, we did something for three months, failed miserably, didn't get anything out of it. And uh, so we hired someone um, and we just, we just realized that we needed to hire someone that's going to help us get us to the next stage. And we weren't going to do it on ourselves because all we literally were gym instructors into personal trainers. We weren't, we didn't know how to run a business. We didn't know how to look after the numbers. We didn't know these things. So we just knew that we hired to hire someone. Cause I think as well is when, when you own a business, you sometimes underappreciate how much, how great it can be working for someone who can then just be like, just do this, just do that. And that's what we really needed. We need someone that could just, we could just ask and they could just be like, yeah, just do this, just do that. And that's just sometimes the advice we needed. So hiring a mentor for us was like so, so important. And we realized that we just couldn't do it all by ourselves. Mm. Are you still with the same person now? And is he still helping you grow your business? Yeah, yeah. So, so we're still with, um, so we're, we're still, so I just say the name just so it's easier. Or do you not really want to use it on there? No, that's fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So we, so there's a guy called um, JC, his name is John Claude. So he has a, he has a gym in London, um, really like one of the, like the best sort of small group personal training gyms in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has a business called the IFBA and basically that the thing, the great thing about them is that they preach what we preach to our members. So we don't preach to our members in three months, we're going to get you in the best shape of your life and you're going to be amazing. You can do all these great things Like we don't say that we say, look, it is going to be difficult, but set up proper systems that in the long run are going to work out for you and you're going to keep consistently getting results and jc's approach is always i'll be completely honest with you and i'll tell you what's not going to work and i'll tell you what's going to work um, i'll give you advice as you go in but i'll help you set up actual systems in your business systems that are going to help you retain clients systems that are going to make sure that your clients are actually getting the best results possible systems that are going to be looking at like what your average customer acquisition is and how much they're paying and it was it was just essential for us to do that and we can see us working with them um with jc for a long term because his vision's always long term he's got a long-term plan as opposed to just saying in three years or in three months i'm going to take your business to earning 30 grand a month like you see on facebook adverts <laughs> which drive me insane um so yeah so we'll keep we'll keep working with them um because we just we just completely understand the investment of um, working with a mentor that's uh, already there doing it and they're still like going through the process of it, like of how to run a gym. So we just completely understood like the importance of it really. Mm, that's awesome. So when it comes to running this gym, like how big is it? What, what size is it? So it's about three and a half thousand square foot. So it's, it's a good, it's a really good size space. Luckily, um, in the north, especially in like Stockport, Manchester, there's a lot of mills, which um, fairly reasonable rent, but the spaces are massive. The great big open spaces, 
Um, so it meant that we could get like a big long astro turf put in and we could get enough equipment to really um, get like a good amount of like members in, but still obviously focus on really good sessions. So the space is about three and a half thousand square foot. It's a good size. Got you. And then like, how do you position yourselves against like the big ones, like the pure gyms, the virgins, the gym groups? Yeah. Like how does that work and how do you compete? Or is there just plenty of members for everyone? Yeah, honestly, like you, like the obviously like obesity rates in in the country, and with the amount of people that are in our area as well, like there is there is there's enough people to go around in every gym completely. And the thing the thing for us is that um, I, I speak to a lot of people on the phone that come from like gyms like Pure, and there's nothing against those gyms at all. Um, but I, but the thing the problem for them is that they just weren't getting the support that they needed and. So basically everything that they do, like gym, big gyms do, like we just do the opposite. So we focus on doing a lot of one-to-one support in the groups, using equipment that's going to get like the best results for us. Um, but obviously as well, like we, our gym is on a third floor. You can't walk past it and see it. You can't be driving down a main road and see it. So the message that we put out on social media has to be like so easy to understand. They have to know exactly what they'd be getting when they come here. Um, so I think the simple way to answer your question, the way that we sort of compete is just by differ- differentiating ourselves from them completely, putting out a message that focuses on like us being like a small community, focusing on results um, and just sort of showing them how different we are to like the, to the big box gyms and what you get with us as opposed to training with like a big box gym. So in terms of like the marketing and stuff for it, because you mentioned like Facebook and running ads, is that where all your business comes from just run run ads or like have you got different marketing strategies how does that all work so we so um me and ben really great thing about having a partnership and we've learned this is that we had to um i think i was talking to david about this actually when he came to chat with me we have to you have to get have separate separate jobs you both can't do um like half half each of one job he has to focus on one thing i have to focus on the other thing so Ben's background is purely training. He is like, when it comes to training, he's, I've never met someone so passionate, so intelligent. And like, his, he's just incredible at writing programs, at delivering programs, everything. So he focuses on uh, a lot of the physical side of it, a lot of the training side of it. And I focus on like, the digital side of it. Because I enjoy the training. It still gives me a lot of energy and a lot of drive. But I also love um, like getting our message out there, creating posts, uh, I sat down with two people this morning to create like testimonial videos. I love doing that. I love um, I love talking, as you can see. But I, I love getting our like message out there. So it works really well that he can focus a lot more on the training, the physical side of it, um, and I can focus a lot more on um, like how we put our message out. Um, so we so how we get our members in is a lot of it does come through like paid Facebook ads don't do any ads on it on instagram but a lot of it comes through paid facebook ads um what really good advice we got especially from jc was like you just need you need to make sure you don't rely too much on one avenue stream for getting your members because if for whatever reason facebook didn't exist anything can happen you never know you need to not be like right well where do we get members from now you have to be already prepared and planned ahead for how you are going to be consistently getting members so we do Facebook ads, um, but also uh, referrals are really important for us. Referrals are, are an amazing way of getting members in because obviously 
someone that's training with us is going to is speaking to their friends so that friend's already trusting that we're going to be good because it's been recommended through a friend um but an important thing to do is to make sure that you have some sort of ongoing system of how you're going to consistently get referrals in so for us um what was important is when people signed up to sign up as a new member they'd go onto an email list where every three months they get an automated email that goes out that will just say like um the importance of what referrals are to us and how you can easily refer people um another one was when a new trialist comes on with us within their first 10 days uh, seven to ten days they get an auto automated email that basically says you can bring a friend for seven days while you're on your trial um, and these are automated systems that are already in place, which I don't have to manually do anything. That's just something that just literally goes out to people. Um, so referrals for us and paid adverts are like the key. Nice. So with the with the ads, do you run them yourself? So do you create the ads, the copy, um, and all the graphics and stuff, or do you hire an agency to do that for you? Yeah, so we, uh, so everything that you'll you'll see on my on our Facebook and Instagram is, is completely me. So I do literally everything you see. I've I've done it all. Um, but when so obviously when you get a sponsored ad, um, that's we we pay an agency to do that. Um, and that was another thing for us as well is that uh, it is a it is a quite expensive. It's not expensive because we get a good return on it, but it is a it is a big outgoing that we spend on like a, a Facebook marketing agency to do all our ads. But the thing is, I, I underestimated how complicated Facebook ads can actually be because every you'll, you'll know anyway, every week there could be an algorithm changed, there could be a new rule, and I just don't have the time and the patience to be like Googling what, what I need to do. So we literally pay an ad agency to, um, that we pay them through the IFBA, it's someone affiliated with them. Um, so we uh, pay them and they literally run all of our, run all of our ads and they're, they're ahead of the game then they know what's going on on Facebook all the time I don't have to be googling worrying things do you find that I know obviously you've done a lot of ads do you find there's a lot of changes going on from week to week yeah there's a lot of stuff like I I started off by creating all of our ads so I built them all um, and we we're running tons of ads but then as the business grew like you mentioned earlier we had to split the roles into more like dedicated roles so Dave, my business partner, is now taking over the ad side of things. So I have literally zero involvement in ads. The Are only thing I do, <laughs> yeah, the only thing I do is I write the copy. So this morning I woke up, the first thing I did was I wrote a new ad because what you've got to be doing with Facebook um, or what we're doing anyway to make sure that we're getting good results is we're constantly testing new ads, mm -hmm. new copy, um, new landing pages, new funnels, split testing, just little changes on maybe like a four-day four, four day basis. So four days of testing, then another test, another test, and just keep optimizing. But that's a lot of work. That's yeah. like for him, and he's, having to check, yeah, he's having to check the KPIs, the data, cost per clicks, cost per calls, cost per conversion. He's got to track all that data. And that is like quite a lot of work. But obviously he yeah. systemized it um, and built it into my schedule to, to do the, the changes, the ad copy and stuff. But um yeah, you've got to really be on top of it. Otherwise, you can fucking hemorrhage money on Facebook. Yeah. You get it wrong, you can burn through cash because since you've got to, you've got to kind of like let it do it, let it do its thing. Some people will run an ad yeah, yeah. and they'll go, "I'm not getting any any leads off the back of it," and they'll kill it too quickly. When sometimes it just takes a little bit longer to optimize. But if you know what the KPIs are, you can let it play out. So it's being disciplined, like 
ads is, requires discipline, but we've been running ads consistently for like three, four, five months now, every single day and just increasing, 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 but you've just got to build up to it. Um, but yeah, if you don't know what you're doing, an agency is probably the best way to go because they know what they're doing, right? They're, they're specialists. And if you're getting a good ROI, then it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I think like you're completely right. And for personal trainers, listen, even business owners listening to this, like it is overwhelming the things that you've just said. And it's just one thing. Like if you focus hours and days of the week, like trying to figure out all this stuff, that's hours and days that you're taking away from working on referrals or working on retention or different other things. So hiring will invest in like a marketing agency. Um, obviously do your research on them as well because you can get some bad ones. We focus literally on just getting as many leads as possible for the lowest cost. And that is a nightmare as well. That's just another easy way of burning through money. Um, but you're, you're right. I think it's taken like a, when you come around to like Facebook adverts, it's taking on like a, a hands, hands off approach, but keeping your eyes on it. So making sure you keep in, you're watching what's happening as opposed to just thinking, Oh, I'm not going to do it. And then all of a sudden you find an advert that's one of yours that has the most ridiculous copy that you're like, this doesn't even sound like me. And it's like not. And then, and then you get a client come through them and, and the advert sold something that you didn't want to write or something. So it's, you have to keep your eyes on it, but obviously get someone else to put their hands on it and look after it. Mm. Yeah, it is, um, it is a tricky business, but like it can be super profitable because we like all of our business is done through Facebook and Instagram. We don't do any other form of marketing. We do a little bit of referral work and we do some stuff on LinkedIn, but no paid on LinkedIn. It's all Facebook and Instagram. So for an online business, awesome. But if you're a face-to-face PT, I wouldn't even bother. Like just get on the gym floor and figure out how to overcome kind of those fears and those pains of approaching people. And the ROI on that is just obscene compared to trying to figure out a Facebook ad. So, um, honestly if i could sit in if i could go in a, a room of 100 people every day and just have conversations with them it'd be amazing uh, but that's why facebook ads are so important for a gym like ours which is on a third floor in a mill because the someone could do an advert in half an hour get it all out and it could reach thousands of people over a few days if i tried to reach that many people it'd take me weeks and months like doing like leaflets or flyers or something it just wouldn't and we and you, you can't check if it's worked or not. So I, com- I couldn't agree more. Like as a personal trainer on a gym floor, it is critical that you're having those one-to-one conversations and you're speaking to people about it. But for businesses like ours, third floor, completely out of the way, Facebook ads is like super important. Yeah, yeah. It's just relevant to the business. Like if you're in, already in front of the customer, speak to the customer. But Absolutely, if you need yeah. to get to the customer, you use an ad to get to them, right? I want to know about like, the typical day for you as a gym owner, right? (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that's interesting though, right? But maybe like a a typical week because there might be people listening to this and think it's one way, but actually that might not be the way it actually is when, when you're in a gym working and, and you're trying to run the business and make sure it's profitable. So like, how does your days and weeks go? Like what typically does Mark do? So, um, be completely honest it, it changes quite a lot so we so we went from doing 19 sessions a week to then doing 45 sessions a week so it meant that the the 90 members that we had were in 18 sessions and now they've now spread out to four, to over 45 sessions so i do i, I do less sessions now uh, which which is 
it's good and it's bad because I really enjoy training people, but it's, it's important that then I focus a lot more on the business side of it and making sure that we're looking after members, making sure we're getting members in. So my days change a lot. Um, but like, like, like we said before, I, I, I'll get up, uh, I'll jump on my laptop and obviously check emails, all the, all the fun stuff. Um, but I, I love creating. So I love doing like video edits for testimonials. I like doing like um, Instagram and Facebook posts using, so I use like um, Canva, which is a really good platform for um, like design and like a digital one. So I enjoy doing that. Um, but I'm, I'm a bit of an ideas guy in the way that I like to, to think of different things of ways of doing things. And, and Ben is really good because he's, he's like a really good way of like implementing as well and sticking with it. So my, my, honestly, my day can change so much and my day, um, I don't know if it's a good way or a bad way of doing it, but it's not super structured. And it's one thing that I do. I know I personally need to work on. Um, but I think as well, when you, when you do in morning sessions and you do an evening session some days and you've got that gap in between from like 11 till five, maybe it's like, it's a bit of a weird time because you don't know what to do. You don't know if to stop and do nothing. You don't know whether you could be focusing on learning about nutrition, whether you should be looking at a different way of doing squats, whether you should be finding out how to take bit, um, like new members on. I think as a business owner, every day you're thinking, right, what should I do now? I need to do something else. Like, a, like what's important? Um, but I was having a conversation with um, another gym owner uh, a couple of days ago and he was saying some the important things are like retention um, and getting new leads and like that. And that they are the most important things, I think, when it comes to business. Obviously, there's a lot of other little things that come in in that. But the most important thing is making sure that you do an amazing job with your members that you have and making sure that you're getting your message out to attract new people so you can help them as well. So to summarize your question, there is not a normal day for me at all. And I exercise at some point in there. I try to get my, <laughs> my sessions in at some point, if I can. Um, but my, my, my days can vary so much. So there you have it, life of a gym owner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just it's crazy. all over the place. Just, just all yeah. over the place. So in terms of like this year or like the next three years maybe, like what's the plan, what's the goal? Like where are you taking this thing? again like being completely honest like we we've not we still not created like a three or a five year goal um we i i'm completely in the um in a in a in like a really young part of our career and our business like we're, we're still like only just growing and we're still learning these things so the next thing would be possibly to set up like a three or a five year goal um but i think i always get people say like, oh you're gonna open a new gym are you gonna do this and it's like for now, the most important thing is to, to do the best, the very best we can with benchmark and what we already have. Um, so I couldn't really answer your question with what the goal over the next three to five years would be. Um, I mean, the goals for us are we really just do monthly goals. Like a, a really important focus for us is just to make sure we have about fifteen to twenty members, fifteen to twenty people on trials every month because that's a big focus for us to make sure that we're getting enough people in, so obviously we can keep growing the business. Um, so in all honesty, a, a big focus for us is like monthly and like quarterly. So that'd be the other thing as well as we like, this is another thing that we've learned is to look at the year as obviously in quarters to see like what trends you're having, like what your conversion rates are. Um, and then, so you've got a bit of a comparison for like the next sort of, um, quarter then for that. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, I don't really have a solid three to five year goal, which again, maybe it should be something that I should focus on. Um, but for me, I've always been a wanted to focus on like the short term and make mm. the most of that in fairness yeah, man. that's a good, good or a bad way to go back <laughs> yeah. yeah whatever works best for you if like you're, you're happy doing what you're doing then that's great that works so for anyone listening what would be your tips or advice when it comes to 
thinking or starting to open a gym? Uh, I, I think it's important to, to understand why you want to open up the gym. Uh, don't just open it up because you think you should or that's the next step. You need to really understand why. For me, I sort of wanted to have that proud, like I own a gym, like it's always what I wanted to do. But don't do it because you think you should because you'll get, you might get into it in six months and you might think, I hate it. And, and some, some people do. The amount of trainers that I know have opened gyms, they've got six to eight months into it and then they've just quit, closed down, just gone back into working in personal training because it's just easy to run. Um, well, for some people it is anyway. But a really, a really important thing that I would say is if you really, really want to open a gym is to hire someone that is already doing it and learn from them. Do not go into it blind. Uh, you need to really treat the the gym as a business and not focus on purely it being a gym you have to focus it on really being a business um but i cannot recommend enough to hire a mentor who's already there doing it um to help you to do it your business um but but honestly i think it, i think owning a gym is like the most exciting thing ever because you're in control of everything which is quite nerve-wracking some months but you're in control of everything you, you can do everything i enjoy we enjoy putting like um, like we do like a benchmark games, which is every twice a year, sort of like a knockoff of the CrossFit games, but it's the benchmark games for every uh, twice a year. We put on like a big event uh, for all of our members. It's an amazing day. And it's stuff like that. When you bring people together and you create a community and you get an amazing results with people and people are loving it. That's when owning a gym business is just the most amazing thing ever because, because of the amazing job you're doing with people. Um, so it's well worth it, but make sure that you hire someone that, knows what they're talking about <laughs> awesome man as simple as possible awesome. <laughs> sign me up for the benchmark games i mean yes <laughs> me and I'm dave will go me and dave will go head to head versus you yeah, well. <laughs> uh, awesome we'll go head to head against you and your business partner that sounds fantastic i'm up for that we'll, we'll get it set up <laughs> me and dave love stuff like that we're about to um we're gonna we're training for the three peaks and then oh, we'll nice. do, I think Tough Mudder and then one other challenge. Maybe that'll be it. Maybe it'll be the best yes, it's, games. It's March 30th. So it's, uh, right. it's good. It's an amazing day. Let's get it in the diary. All right, cool, man. So let's wrap things up. Where can people find out more about you, your gym and all the wicked stuff that you're doing? So I'd say our, our benchmark page um, is at benchmark gym on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and honestly, if you have any questions at all please 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 message um like either of the pages uh i'd love to, i'm more than happy to answer questions on like stuff that i've learned and what i'd recommend for things um but benchmark gym on instagram and facebook um and say they'd be the main sources to go to awesome dude thank you so much it's been awesome my pleasure mate it's been fantastic and we'll thank uh you. we'll see you in march cheers mate cheerio all right man see you later bye Thanks for tuning into the show. I hope you enjoyed it, guys. If you did, head over to your favorite app and leave us a short review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you wanted to learn more about our products and services, head over to coachingignited.com. And if you wanted an awesome website built for your coaching business, head over to our partner company, sevectormedia.com. That's all from me. See you soon.